hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the hit, it's time for... Suckatash. Yes, Suckatash, the comedy soundcast soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcasts. And also interviews with comedians, comedian soundcasters, and other showbiz folk. And now, here's your host, internationally recognized comedy soundcast soundcaster, Mark... Persia. Mark. Greetings, friend. This is indeed Suckatash, the Comedy Soundcast Soundcast, episode 254. And vaxxed, taxed, and maxed, I am your every other weekly host, Mark Hershaw. I have to admit to having been uh, through a bit of a re-entry shock as the COVID restrictions are lifting more and more, traffic is becoming bad, stores and restaurants are getting crowded, and it's a little weird to be seeing the bottom half of people's faces again. I didn't think I'd feel this way at all, but I'm kind of missing the sweet sanctity of the lockdown just a little bit. As I said, I'm in the big chair here at Succotash every other week, which means for last week, Epi 253, Tyson Saner was holding down the fort. He featured three comedy soundcast clips, including Corridor Cast, Let's Chat with Chris Revel, and Blank Check with Griffin and David. What's that, you say? You missed it. Never fear. You can still catch it wherever fine soundcasts are streamed and or downloaded, including Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and hard to believe, but also our home site, SuckatashShow.com. As for what I have in store for you this week, I shall not hold you in suspense any longer. We've got fun-sized chunks from Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast, The Amazing Nerd Show, I Shake My Head, and Who's Right? This episode is brought to you by Henderson's Pants, which are reissuing the very first pair of specialty jeans that we advertised on this show 10 years ago. That's right, you can get them again, Henderson's Turtleneck Slacks. We'll be having a commercial from them a little bit later on, but for right now, Let's get into the clips. One of my favorite go-to comedy soundcasts is Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. He's always got amazing guests, and they always end up wandering down the most bizarre and wonderful sidetracks during the conversation. Sidekick Frank Santopadre helps to goad Gil and his guests back onto the main path, although he's sometimes the one who's steering them into the weeds. They recently had comedian Jeff Altman on, and if you don't know Jeff, there was a point in time back in the 1980s when he was everywhere. In this clip, Jeff and Gilbert talk about the comedy store in Los Angeles and how Jeff's friendship with David Letterman began. And, um... There was a story, one time you were on stage making fun of Johnny Carson. That's right. I was on stage and and Johnny was in the big room of the, you know the comedy store, Gilbert? Yes. You know the big room and then the little room. Oh, yeah, the the belly room. Belly room, room, yeah. Yeah. No, not the belly room, the original room. Oh, okay. The original room. They added the belly room later? The belly room was upstairs, and it okay, was started upstairs. for for just for 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 women. Right, and 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 uh, uh, it became very successful as well. So there were three rooms going in one place by say 1978. Yeah, I've been I and whenever I'm in L.A., I always uh, look at the wall 
to see if they still have my name up there. Oh, I'm sure it's there. <laughs> what happens if it's not Gil- there, Gil- Don't take down yeah. Gilbert's name. Leave Gilbert's name up there, please. Good, good for the store. It's good for the store. <laughs> Which you, now, you have, now I have it on. I have it on good authority uh, that the comedy store, the comedy store is haunted. You must uh, have heard that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's it's now. It was it was underneath the comedy store and, and down in the basement where nobody ever went. And I think Sam Kennison went down there one night and, and got harassed by apparently a ghost. And that, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know how to explain this any better, but uh, uh, that's what happened. And, and from then on, people kept saying, well, the store is haunted. The store is haunted. And so. Sam Kennison, you could definitely trust. There's no crazy. <laughs> no, no question about that. <laughs> Was, His mind was always working <laughs> perfectly. So if he tells you he saw a ghost in the basement, you believe it. That's right. They said the Hollywood Roosevelt was haunted. Have you heard this, Gil? By like oh, uh, yes. Monty Clift? Maybe? Oh. Or, or some other people? I think I, I have I, 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 I saw right. some TV show that was talking about... Um, Oh, what the hell? Uh, Kate, uh, the the big hotel, uh, the John Belushi dead. Uh, Chateau Marmont. Chateau, yeah, Chateau Marmont. Marmont, yeah. And they did a whole thing proving that that was a haunted place. And they named, of course, John Belushi. And then they were really stretching. They said uh, uh, Marilyn Monroe did not die there, but where she did die wasn't far from there. <laughs> so the curse stretched out. <laughs> what 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 do you have a vivid memory, Jeff, of meeting Letterman for the first time? In Not the club? really. Because you, you guys would go no. on to have misadventures together, many. Oh man. Uh yeah, but I don't I don't actually remember the very first time I met him. He when he came out, he had a beard. Right. Um and uh, uh, that obscured, obviously, his face. And I don't remember him with a beard. And then we started somehow, he, he asked me if I wanted to play some tennis. And uh, I said, yeah, I, I, play, I play a lot of tennis. And he said, well, come on over. And uh, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm on the same street as the always open Denny's. And he kept saying, the always open Denny's. <laughs> and, and I thought, there's something wrong with this cat, man. There's, you know. <laughs> I said, turn left at the always open Denny's. And so we played tennis and then we started playing racquetball and then we became very close friends. Did you club him in the head with a racquetball? With a, with a racquetball racket at one point? How yeah. did you know that? That's How the hell did you know that? I know a lot of weird stuff, Jeff. Wow, Frank. <laughs> Give yourself a pat on the back, man. Did you? We're, we're, we're playing. You. I had two bad incidents with Dave on a racquetball court. One where I hit him in the head with the racquetball <laughs> ra- racket, and he he stood like this and went, "Jesus Christ, I I I I I'm forty seconds from an aneurysm. I'm forty seconds from an aneurysm." <laughs> and and the other time was I I I I hit him with a ball and I, I hit the ball hard and I hit him right in the face 
with a ball. And he turned around and he, he kind of scratched his chin. And he said, hmm, you're a low-rent motherfucker, aren't you? <laughs> I met Jeff a few times back in the day. He's a great guy, but on the tennis court, watch out. He used to show up at a court with two or three rackets because there was always a good chance he would wig out over a bad hit and smash at least one of those rackets to bits. I was actually there and saw that happen once. Be sure to check out Gilbert Gottfried's amazing Colossal podcast. Uh, It's everywhere podcasts can be found, so don't fret on being able to find it. On to our second amazing show of the show, and we know it's amazing because it's right there in the title, The Amazing Nerd Show. Hosts Christian and Damon cover a lot of territory each episode because there is a lot across film, comics, horror, video games, wrestling, and more that you can nerd out about. In our featured clip, the guys watch the trailer for the upcoming G.I. Joe Snake Eyes movie and then pretty much rip into it. But anyway, we got a trailer this week, Damon. That's right, Christian. We got a trailer for the upcoming G.I. Joe Origins film, Snake Eyes. Every warrior has a beginning. I'm on a new level. For 600 years, our ninja have brought peace to the world. I'm on a new level. I need warriors like you. Join us. What do I have to do? The journey from here is yours to decide. But that is just the beginning. I'm on a new level. All right, so Christian, uh, growing up, I was a pretty big G.I. Joe fan, and I'm not going to lie, I still am. Mm -hmm. Uh, I still collect the action figures, new and old. So I was pretty excited when this movie was originally announced, um, even with, like, the bad taste of, like, the last two G.I. Joe films in my mouth. Uh, And I got to say, you know, overall, I felt the trailer was kind of underwhelming. I mean, it's really just a teaser. It's about a minute long. It seems to be really like diving into like Snake Eyes's like time with like the Rashikage and like, you know, training with the hard master and everything and probably, you know, the drama between him and, you know, uh, with Storm Shadow. Um, I don't know. Like, I think the whole premise of the film is kind of flawed. What makes Snake Eyes for me special was kind of like the mystery that like revolved around the character early on and then like kind of getting to discover his origin as like time goes by. So I think I'd much rather have had them do like a G.I. Joe film first and then we kind of go back and like, you know, discover who this character is and what he's all about. Um, I, I just feel like they're kind of doing things backwards, if that makes sense. Even though, like, I guess, like, sequence-wise, this is the way the events played out. And I'm wondering if they're going to be doing, you know, more of these, like, G.I. Joe origin stories to, like, build up to, like, you know, the team. If that's the plan. Like, are we going to get, like, a Flint origins film or a, a Lady J origins film before we get, like, a, an actual G.I. Joe film again? They're trying to do the Avengers, you know? Pretty much pretty much and like you know make this a whole big franchise i mean it makes sense but it's just like like as you said i i, I kind of had a feeling you know this seemed more of the same so far but that's just how you know the vibe i've gotten from it so far more of the same of what we got from the last and two the, yeah, films? the previous uh two films oh i hope not 
Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Those were just the drizzling shits, Christian. (laughs) I do not want that. Um, I, I think continuity-wise, they, they're supposed to be two separate things, though. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I'm fine with them, you know, starting a whole new franchise and redoing it. Those were bad. But at the same time, I just didn't notice anything that was significantly better in action or cinematography-wise that would make me think. Because, I mean, yeah, this was just a minute long. There's only so much they can really, you know, shove into it. But, I mean, this, like... I mean, Mortal Kombat at least tricked me before I went to that movie. So I, this one hasn't done that yet. <laughs> they haven't done a good enough job of tricking you into yes. wanting to see this film. <laughs> That's what we've come to. Yes. Um, no, I agree. Everything we saw in this teaser, like, I don't know, nothing really like stood out to me. So it just kind of felt like just run of the mill, like action movie stuff. I mean, the whole like, you know, sword fighting in the middle of fucking, you know, the expressway. That was pretty cool, but I don't know. I feel like we see that shit all the time. Exactly. For a teaser, <laughs> you know, based on Snake Eyes, I don't know. I, I Maybe they, they're they probably holding off, like, showing him in the fucking, like, suit and everything. Yeah. But that's what people really want to see. If you want to sell people on this fucking movie, you need to at least tease that. You know, we see the mask for a brief second. Yeah. Um, we see Scarlet, <laughs> you know, played by uh, Samara Weaving. Um I, I don't know for like this was just a montage sequence honestly <laughs> so uh we don't even see storm shadow in his outfit right no costumes just yet yeah <laughs> just some you know i don't know average sword fighting and stuff you gotta earn it david you gotta earn no, those costumes no they have to earn me <laughs> wanting to see this film <laughs> As I said, these guys cover a lot of territory, and they make it easy for listeners to find what they want. If you visit their home site over at podbean.com, they have the time breakdown for when they talk about each topic. For instance, from where I pulled this clip, I can go to their Epi 176, and their Snake Eyes trailer reaction, that's what it's called, starts at 13 minutes and 16 seconds. We have a direct link to their home site, as we do to all the soundcasts we feature on the companion blog entry to this episode at our home site, SuckatashShow.com. All right, it's time for a word from our sponsor, Henderson's Pants. And as I mentioned up top, this was the very first product that Henderson's Pants advertised with us back in 2011, their celebrated turtleneck slacks. This portion of Succotash is brought to you by Henderson's Turtleneck Slacks. If you're a gentleman of proportion who tends to leave nothing to the imagination whenever you squat down, or if you've ever been mistaken for a bike rack just by bending over to tie your shoe, maybe it's time to consider checking out a pair of Henderson's Turtleneck Slacks. Where most pants end at the waistline, Henderson's Turtleneck Slacks are just getting started. You get a generous three inches of ribbed cotton fabric that both gives and supports where it counts, the gut and buttocks. What's more, there's no need to worry about whether your belt matches your shoes. With Henderson's turtleneck slacks, you just pull them up and forget them. The ingenious turtleneck waist keeps your pants in place. And even if you have to jump around, We guarantee you'll never show anything so much as an inch of butt crack or sliver of that ample full moon. It's always tucked away safe and sound in your Henderson's turtleneck slacks. Originally designed for plumbers, construction workers, and priests, you can now pick up a pair of Henderson's turtleneck slacks wherever fine pantaloons are sold. 
And now, back to Suckatash. Here's the second soundcast this episode that has its home over on the Podbean Network, and it's one we've clipped before back in Epi 188 a couple of years ago. I Shake My Head is hosted by a couple of friends, Lisa and Sam, women in their early 50s. They've been doing the show for so long now that in the About section of their home site, they've described it as being in their late 40s, and then they say early 50s uh, up top on their website now. So, uh, girls, time to update the website a little bit. And they converse about pretty much any topic that suits their fancy. In this clip, Lisa reveals to Samantha that she believes that she has become a vegan, or at least a baby vegan. What's vegan oil? It's like a special oil that the vegans use. Samantha, really? I think I'm. I think I'm a vegan. No, you're. Not. I think I am. <laughs> I reacted so positively to vegan stuff <sighs> that I think I'm vegan. Okay, so if you're a vegan, I'm just new at this. So Guess don't get all eating. don't get Guess all quizzy you're... on me. I'm just new at this. Don't start getting all quizzy. I'm just new. I don't need schooly. I don't need quizzy. And I don't need bully. I'm just new. I, I would never I, bully you about being a vegan. I have just. Lo, I have enough uh, information to listen, know that to I, be a vegan, Lisa, means you don't eat Samantha, meat. I have just revealed my first step towards <laughs> veganism. <laughs> Vegan oil popcorn. popcorn. It was so good. That's that's your one step closer to being a vegan. One step closer to being a vegan. And all we've right. already said that, you know, we've said in previous podcasts that we think that those vegans are like better people than us. They probably are. Right? So, huh? But, Look at me. Hey, but, okay. Then Moving don't ever up. have another. You can't eat salmon. You can't eat steak. There's no more pork sliders for you. There's oh. not a hamburger well, okay. or a hot dog in your future. <laughs> Listen, and there ain't no more I... eggs. So your diet officially has gone to hell. Samantha, <laughs> right? We don't need to be all crazy. I said I'm just starting. <laughs> Right? I'm just picking I'm having in... way too much fun with this. Okay, Lisa, <laughs> let's give it a shot, shall we? I think I might be I think I'm gonna try like 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 a vegan yogurt. What? I don't know. Can't I just okay. do like a vegan egg? <laughs> if I can do a vegan, a vegan popcorn There's no vegan eggs. <laughs> can I Are do you like insane? a can I do a vegan pork slider? No, because <laughs> then it's like it, then it's like tofu. But how come I can do vegan popcorn, but I can't do vegan other stuff? But because popcorn is technically corn, so it's a vegetable. So, of course, it's vegan. And she used vegan oil, which means that it's probably, like, plant-based or maybe nut-based. I'm, like, six degrees can... from veganism. <gasps> no! You're, yes! You're, like... 600 degrees away from veganism. No, and I think the chicken I had for supper was vegan. No, it's not. Because chicken is not vegan. It tasted different. It tasted better than normal. It's not vegan unless, okay, was it, was it, was it soy? Was it tofu? Because if you ate tofu chicken, then yeah, it was vegan. No, it didn't say tofu. It just said chicken. Yeah, because it's chicken. It just said chicken. (laughs) You're really letting down Jan Arden right now. But so maybe not really because I'm trying. I'm trying so hard to become a vegan. No, you're not. And if you, the popcorn you is... Just, you just eat chicken for supper. I know, but I had popcorn for snack. But, 
Congratulations, you had a vegan. You had a vegan snack. Am I a part-time vegan? <laughs> You're not even part-time. You're I, like an occasional habit of time. veganism. You're not even. Th- You're like a smidge. You're am, like mm, am a I more, gnat. You're am like I, a gnat. Listen, You're a bug. Am I? Am I more You're vegan a bug than you? Sitting on a vegetable. Am I more vegan than you? Probably because yep. I don't. Yes, I'm not trying to be a much. vegan. I'm not much. trying to be vegan. I didn't think I was either till I ate the popcorn. Oh my god, you're so weird. And then I'm like, oh my god, this is so good. I think I'm vegan. <laughs> no, you're not. I think that's my calling in life to be part to be kind of vegan. Okay, off you go. I right? hope you like mushrooms as burgers or steaks. Check out I Shake My Head and you will feel like you're in the back seat just listening in on the conversation of two funny, slightly warped friends gabbing in the front seat. Or maybe you're in the front seat and they're in the back. Or maybe the three of you are sitting three across, all on the front seat, driving one of those old Fords with the bench seat. I, I don't know. You can figure it out on your own configuration. Just remember to call Shotgun first. The last clip out of the bag this episode is from Who's Right with Anthony and Doug, a show straight out of Kansas. It's also the third soundcast in a row where I cannot find last names for the hosts. I don't know why this anonymity is uh, still continuing in some of the, uh, the soundcast realms, but there it is. I'm not sure what it means. I do know that these guys kick around a lot of topics. I love the blurb for their show up on Apple Podcasts that goes, Doug and Anthony tackle big issues and wrestle with the ramifications that come from doing no research. <laughs> it's a lot like this show. Kind of tells you everything you need to know. In this clip, they get into whether tis nobler to vax or not to vax or to just lie about having gotten the jab at all. Should people with COVID-19 antibodies have the same privileges as vaccinated people? No. All right, let's do a racist story. (laughs) (laughs) Does this question even make any sense to you? Yes. It does? Yes. What privileges do do the vaccinated people have? Okay, so they just... A sign at my work says... You may enter without a mask if you are vaccinated. Okay. That's a privilege that a vaccinated person has. Hold on. So uh, who's, who is verifying vaccination or no vaccination? It's a, it's a trust-based system. Right. So everybody is now privileged because everybody's No, vaccinated. not everybody's a douchebag like you. I'm vaccinated. What do you mean? Anywhere <laughs> that needs me to be vaccinated, I'm vaccinated. That's it. It's done. Okay. It's the now, pandemic assuming is over. Not, assuming not everybody's a douchebag like you. Why, how is that douchebag? Because you're lying. How do you know? Because I you because I know you, you already told me you're not getting vaccinated. No, I didn't. You don't know my medical history. I was vaccinated when I was born for everything all the time. All right. So. <laughs> all right. Metal plates then, huh? <laughs> right. So, so are you serious? You think so if there's a like a Walmart says you can't you, you can come in without a mask if you're vaccinated and I go in there and I'm not vaccinated. And I'm not wearing a mask. I'm a douchebag. Yes. Why? Because I'm going to kill your grandma. No. Fuck. Okay. We'll start at the beginning. Okay. Perfect. To me, it's the same as if they say you can park here if you're handicapped. Yes. Just because you print out a handicap thing and hang it on your window. I don't think you should be parking there. It's the same thing. Right. But they have things that you can hang on your window that you can print out that show that you're handicapped. 
I'm not going to show you something that shows that I had a COVID vaccine. That's retarded. I'm not doing that. It's this, you're, you're, and, you're and doing the same thing. It's not the same. It is, it is so, I'm just processing what you're saying. It is so far from the same thing. If I walk into a Walmart with no mask on, that doesn't stop somebody else from, or make it harder for somebody else to walk into the Walmart. If I park it in a fucking handicapped spot, it makes it harder for somebody else that might be handicapped. That's a dumb analogy. No, it's not. It's a good Try analogy. harder. <laughs> okay. Maybe you're right. But <laughs> Damn it. I don't know that that's ever happened before. <laughs> But it's still a solid analogy. You are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's only a solid analogy because I haven't thought of a different one yet. <laughs> Perfect. All right. We'll go with it being a solid analogy. I was going to say, let's pretend that it's a good analogy. <laughs> then we'll have the conversation. Yeah, yeah no, we're, we're good. I'm good with that. So, <laughs> so just so you know, I park in handicapped spots exclusively all the time. Of course you do. They're closer to the door. Right. So right. if we're if we're if we're gonna have a conversation like that where you're just saying stupid shit. No, you're saying stupid shit. The, you're we're separating society into two classes and you're like, yeah, uh, you're a douchebag. Duh. <laughs> stupid. I, you you really believe that we're only separating society into two classes? Uh, for this specific conversation, yes. <laughs> and oh, and for okay. this for for this specific thing, yes. We're, I thought I thought we were taking the sixteen existing classes and splitting those into thirty two. Right. That's kind of more like it. I'm not sure why they're even arguing about vaxing for COVID, but I do know I will not be visiting Kansas anytime soon. Because judging by who's right, fifty percent of Kansas folks are not getting vaccinated and just saying they are. Okay, maybe I'm making a, this broad assumption, but isn't that my point? No, my point is that this is the kind of show that can make you laugh and get your blood boiling at the same time. So check out Who's Right. All right. Before I get out of here, let's reach into the tweet sack and thank the fine folks and bots who've recently mentioned Succotash in their socials in some way, shape, or form. Salty Language Pod. Jack Doc Podcast. Chris Mancini. Misfit Scully. Chris Revel. Wayne Fetterman, Becca James, Nature Talks to Itself, 929. That's like the time, 929. That's what their handle looks like. Uh, Charlie Miller, Whack Brackets Podcast, JB Smooth, Music Gamble, Screams and Moans, Francis Cronin, The D Head Factor, Jordan Brady, Sensibly Cynical, Zombie Bacterium, and the Just In Time podcast. And that brings us to the close of yet another steaming helping of Succotash. I hope you got enough, friend. If not, I heartily welcome you back next week for some more tasty snippets that are being carefully curated, even as we speak, by my cohort and co-host, Tyson Saner. Until then, if someone should happen to approach you and ask if you've heard anything good lately, won't you please pass the Succotash? Hmm?
You've been listening to Sockatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast, with your host, Mark Hershaw. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Rate us and review us at Apple and Google Podcasts. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com. On Spotify. On Stitcher. On iHeartRadio. On YouTube. On SoundCloud. And wherever fine soundcasts are streamed and or downloaded. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Suckatash Show. Like us on Facebook. Email us at marc at SuckatashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us using our direct upload link at Hightail.com slash you slash Suckatash. Suckatash is produced and engineered by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Suckatash is executive produced by Mark Hershon. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Suckatash goodbye. This has been a Succotash Patch production. <laughs>